everybody, I'm Bob Walters. This is the Locked Up Sports Weekend Wrap-Up. The waiting is over. Football is back. For real, it counts tonight. The Chiefs and the Lions from Arrowhead. It's semi-final night at the U.S. Open for the women. Is an All-American Super Saturday final possible? The Jets and Giants get ready for primetime this weekend. And we have Mark Mancini, XM Radio Mark Mancini, all coming to you next on the Weekend Sports, on the Locked Up Sports Weekend Wrap-Up. What's up, everybody? We are mere minutes, hours from the kickoff of the 2023-2024 NFL season. Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Detroit Lions in Arrowhead Stadium. A quick update. Uh, Travis Kelsey is a game-time decision with his knee. So I think he's going to play. I think he's absolutely going to play. I don't don't think they want to risk it, but I do think uh, that Kelsey is going to play. I like the Chiefs in this one. I don't think... The Lions, although improved last year and improved probably even a little better than last year, this year, I do think they don't have the firepower to stay with with Patrick Mahomes. And not many people do. There's no shame in saying that. So can't wait for that, I'm sure. Everybody can't wait for that. That's 8 o'clock NBC. We actually get it here. If you're a Spectrum customer, you get it. You're not going to get the U.S. Open, which is the uh, semifinal night for the ladies. You're not going to get that. You will get the NFL game. So we're going to talk about all that. We're going to get through everything. We have Mark Mancini, who had been a couple weeks since we talked to Mark. Can't wait to talk to him. Uh, a lot going on. It's a busy sports day. The ladies semifinals at the U.S. Open, and we're going to open with that just because we're going to get to the NFL in a second. I know the NFL is the big story, obviously. we got plenty of Jets, Giants. Uh, i got a whole thing. going to tell you about Sunday, what, what me and Brett are doing. And, and everything like that. So, But first, we're going to start with the U.S. Open. Um, you got Madison Keys, who's kind of made it an under-the-radar run into this semifinal. She's knocked off a couple big names. She's had upsets the last three matches. She finds herself in her third U.S. Open semifinal tonight. A heavy underdog against number two in the world, Sabalenka, who is really the, the last woman standing out of the top five. You got Coco Goff, who is ranked sixth. And she's playing uh, Munchova, who is the 16th-ranked player. So Coco, who I said earlier, in the, who I said before the tournament, I thought could win this tournament. Frank, if you remember, that he wanted to know who was writing that. It was so ridiculous. Well, Frank, here we are, and Coco is still standing. Sabalenka was Frank's pick, just to be fair. She is still standing as well. She'll be playing Madison Keys. But I think Coco has a good chance to win this. She's been playing excellent tennis. I think be careful, though, if Madison Keys somehow could pull another upset tonight out of, out of, this, out of this tournament and somehow upsets Sabalenka and gets to Saturday, Super Saturday, and then anything's possible. I would love to see an All-American women's final. It's been a, while since we, it's been a little while since we've gotten it. Uh, Coco Goff is finally her time has come. This, this is her tournament now that uh, you're on home soil. It's your, it's your court. It's it's Serena's out of the picture. You are the, the, the top American woman tennis player. Go out and win this thing. 
Um, me personally, I'm rooting for Madison Keys. I've always been a Madison Keys fan. I like Madison Keys. I think she's a underrated player. She's now in her third U.S. Open semifinal. And I'm going to be rooting for her. If I'm betting the match, I'm betting Sabalenka because Sabalenka is a better tennis player and, and is number two in the world for a reason. And as soon as Swiatek went out of this thing early, she bailed out early in the first week, Sabalenka became the heavy favorite on the women's side. As far as the men go, we're, we're on that crash course that we, that we knew was coming for a Djokovic and Alcaraz final. Now, both of them struggled in the third round, Djokovic had to go five sets. He dropped the first two sets. He had to come, he came back, stormed back, six one six one, and then won the third set. Um, you got Zverev, who who made a who made you know a nice run in the a real nice run in this tournament. There was the five set match the other night with um, with Sinner, and it was listen, it was a good it was it went to one thirty in the morning. You had, uh, hold on, let me. Okay, so you had um, Zverev in a, in a five-set marathon match to one thirty in the morning. He won that thing. He beat Sinner. That was a huge upset. Zverev made a good run. The, the New York crowd appreciated it. He hadn't been back in a couple of years. Now you got down to the, the three that are left that can win this tournament. I think you got you got Medvedev. If somehow he gets there, if, if somehow he could get past and into the final, Djokovic and Alcaraz is what we're all looking for. That's the match we're looking for. And like I said, nobody's going to watch it because it's 4 o'clock Sunday week one of the NFL. So it'll be there. Nobody will watch it. I was probably one of the few people who would have watched it. And... I'm not going to be able to because Spectrum has dug their heels in and they don't seem to be interested in any kind of deal with Disney. So as far as the Jet game goes, for you Jets fans out there, you're not going to get that either. Now, both sides are kind of offering up ways you can watch the Jets, the U.S. Open, so forth, so on and so forth. Um, you got ESPN actively advertising uh, the streaming services that carry, that they are affiliated with, that carry the NFL and the, and stuff like that and the sports and, and the, the college from, from last week and everything like that. And then you got Spectrum, who's also advertising ways that you can go in and watch that would not benefit Disney. So it's, it's, it's a, they're both, it's a bad fight. It's not, nobody is winning in this thing. We're the losers because we, we are going to lose out and we're not going to get the Jets game. And you're going to have to go to a local bar. You're going to have to go to a friend's house if you're a Spectrum customer because it is not getting. This is not getting uh, settled by Monday night. It's not. It's not. Spe Spectrum is talking about changing the whole landscape of how cable television works and how it's offered. It, listen, they are. Usually, I would say a, a 12, an 11th hour deal will happen, and, and don't worry about it. You're going to get the Jets, and then Spectrum. It's not happening. So start making plans for Monday night if you're a Jets fan and a Spectrum customer because you're not going to get the game. So there's that. Tonight, now again, tonight you got, we, we get it all kicked off. It's always uh, the first Thursday night. They started this, uh, God, it's got to be like 10 years, 10, 15 years ago now. You get the Super Bowl champion at home Thursday night to start the season on NBC. It's on whoever carries the, the big primetime package, and that now is the Sunday night package. So NBC has it. Um, Lions, 
who are, like I said, they were an improved team. The Lions were relevant last year. Okay, that, that's basically where, where the Lions were at. They were in it to the last game of the season. They had a good win in the last game of the season. They just didn't get the help they needed to get into the playoffs. They beat the Packers. They eliminated the Packers. The Lions were better next year. It's a big jump from being better to going up and now challenging the Kansas City Chiefs, which I don't think they could do. With Travis Kelsey, without Travis Kelsey, with a hurt Travis Kelsey, I don't think it matters. Okay, I think they're going to have to get to the quarterback. And when you get to Mahomes, the problem with that is, is sometimes he's even better. Because when he's improvising and he's scrambling around is when Mahomes is at his best. You have him doing the sidearm pass, the underarm throws. He's, he's doing things that, that would make the coach, would make Andy Reid go crazy if he didn't see it before a million times and know that he was gonna that he was okay doing these things because I'll tell you what if you're a coach and you don't know who who Patrick Mahomes is and what he can do some of the stuff that he does is just crazy and it's out of this world good and he's an, he's on track to be an all time top three quarterback you know you could have the argument is he on track to be the best ever and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and up there with those bottom line is he's got two Super Bowls he's going for his third he's been in four he's going on track to be a top five, top three quarterback of all time. It just is what it is. Um, so you got that going on, the, the tennis, the football. Jets, Giants this week, primetime. We got the two primetime games. Giants, Sunday night, 8 o'clock, NBC at home, Dallas Cowboys coming to town, and I think it's a big, big game. The Giants... I've really had trouble winning inside this division in the last couple of years. Now, obviously, before last year, they weren't a very good team. And to be honest, last year, they were an average team. Okay, they won nine games. They were okay. They made the playoffs. They won the playoff game, which is what really made, made that season last year. Is They went into Minnesota. They beat the Vikings. And then they went and got, you know, got the you-know-what's handed to them in Philadelphia by a better Eagles team. And the Eagles are still better this year. They're still the class of the NFC East. And the Giants, listen, Giants fans, I think you need to pump the brakes a little bit on your expectations. Vegas has them at seven and a half for a reason as their win total. I do think they will go uh, they will go hit the over on the win total. I do think that. But I don't think you're looking at like a, a Super Bowl contending team here. I think it's a it's a team still in a rebuild. It's a huge season for Joe Shane. The general manager, because now now he is linked to Daniel Jones. He has decided that Daniel Jones is my guy. I gave him the big money. I gave him the contract, the years. You got Saquon Barkley back. What's going to happen there? They gave Barkley money. I mean, listen, they gave him the, the franchise tag is what they basically did. Franchise tag uh, plus. Supersized franchise tag is what the Giants gave Saquon Barkley. They threw him some extra money just to kind of placate him into coming in. And he was going to – I told you the whole the whole summer that he was playing – Week one, now they got the Cowboys. They've had trouble beating the Cowboys. The Cowboys, I don't like that they open against the Cowboys because they always open against the Cowboys. I feel like every other year it's Giants-Cowboys, whether it's in Dallas or here. Dallas is another interesting story. How good are the Cowboys? How good is Dak Prescott still? Is Dak, Pre- is Dak Prescott the kind of quarterback? The, questions, the same questions that we've always had about D- Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys we have the exact same questions going into this year. Is he the, is he the quarterback that could take them to the promised land? Is Jerry Jones, 
is he too involved in everything still? It, you know, it's, it's the same questions with the Cowboys. And there's a million Cowboy fans out there. There's, I know there's a million Cowboy fans that listen to this show. I don't have any answers for you. You don't know the answers. Nobody knows the answers. It's the same questions. They will probably have the same type of year that they always have. Make the playoffs, okay? Then disappoint you in the playoffs. At least they're making the playoffs, though, now. Because, you know, a couple of years ago, you went a while there without playoff wins and without playoff anything going on. I do think they're a playoff team. The rest of the division, you got the Red, uh, the Redskins, the Commanders. They are still, you know, they're, they're not going to be very good. You could say what, what you want about about the Redskins. They got they got rid of the the poison owner. It's a step in the right direction. They are still trailing, I think, in this division as as the worst team. But Giants, I mean, listen, Giants, Vegas knows what they're talking about. There's one thing Vegas knows; it's what they're talking about when it comes to setting the lines. There's a reason why they put this Giants team at seven and a half. It is what it is. And, and, and I think nine wins, I think you want to improve on nine wins. Daniel Jones is going to have to get this team into the end zone now. Okay, now he's the guy. Now he's, last year, all Daniel Jones did last year was he kind of cleaned up his mistakes. You know, he stopped fumbling the ball. He stopped throwing interceptions. He, he kind of got a little heady with the, with the way he ran the ball. Now he's got to make plays because now he's making the big money. He's got to stick the ball in the end zone when it gets into the red zone can't settle for threes. You got to get sevens when you're in the red zone. And that's what the Giants are going to need to do. And I don't know if he can do it. You know, if you listen to this show last year, I was not a Daniel Jones supporter. I did not want them to sign him. I did not, did not think that he was the, the guy that can take the Giants where they want to go. But, you know, I'm not there every day. I'm not the one handing out the checks. So the people who do hand out the checks gave one to Daniel Jones and said, you're our guy. And that's all that matters. Now he's got to go out there and do it. He's got to use the pass game to get the ball into the end zone. They're a good team. They got Waller. They got they they got him some weapons. He's got weapons. He's got the 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 weapons to do what he needs to do to get this team back into the playoffs. And it all starts Sunday night at home at MetLife Stadium against the Dallas Cowboys. And it's gonna be fun. So there'll be a ton of Cowboys fans there. There always are. Dallas, you know, fans are everywhere. They travel well. They like Steelers fans and Raiders fans, stuff like that. As far as the Jets go, the Jets, Monday night, and this is, the Giants can fly under the radar this year. That's the one good thing about the Giants. Usually they they don't fly under the radar. This year, they are flying under the radar because they are the subtext to the headline, and the headline is the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers, and it's the Bills coming to town, Monday night football. I I mean... I don't know what to expect. I, it's it's going to be hard to screw this up if you're the Jets. They have a they have high powered running game. They got an all time quarterback. They got good receivers. They got a great defense. The only question I think the only question mark for the Jets is can the offensive line protect Aaron Rodgers, give him enough time to get the ball to his weapons, and if they do, and if they can, then the Jets are going to be just fine. The Jets are going to probably win that division. A lot of people pick in Miami. If the Jets click and the offensive line gives Rodgers time, there's no way the Jets don't win this division. And if they don't, and somehow it's a down year or they, they miss the playoffs, God forbid, forget it. Sal is out. I mean, their heads will roll. They got two years with Rodgers now, two years to win a championship. I don't think they have to win. They don't have to win it this year. But you do have to win the division. You have to get 11 or 12 wins. You have to win a playoff game. You have to get a home playoff game. These are all things that the Jets don't have. 
I said last week to Brett that I don't I think I've ever seen the Jets win, win, play a home playoff game. I, I think I'm wrong with that, but I don't remember it. So there's that. Uh, I, you know, it starts it starts Monday night, too. And a lot of us aren't going to see it, but it starts Monday night. And it starts with a, a divisional game against the, the team who has kind of carried this division the last couple of years that a lot of people are down on the Bills. They think the window's closed. I'm not as down on the Bills as everybody else is. I think the Bills are still a good team. I think the Bills are probably right there with the Jets and the Dolphins. It's a three-horse race. And then you got the Patriots, who are not a very good, not, not a very good team. So let's get to our interview with our buddy, Mark Mancini, XM Radio. Um, we're going we're gonna to talk it all. We're going to talk football. He's going to be in on the picks this year with me and Brett. I'm going to tell you about that when we come back on the other side of the interview. Here's my interview with Mark Mancini. Enjoy the interview. All right, so now we are welcome. It's been a couple of weeks. Mark Mancini, XM Radio. Mark, uh, I, you know what I thought of you this week? Uh, or this Since I, last time I saw you? The guy on Sunday Night Baseball who caught the foul ball who became a national hero. Did you, you see know, him? Uh, first of all, I'll, I'll tell you one thing here. This is the show that's sweeping the country, and you and I have got something brewing, baby. Move over New York and all these other cities. Here we come, baby. Adjust your mirrors. Now, talking <laughs> about the foul ball, no, I didn't see it because – uh, damn Spectrum uh, has a feud with Disney here, so I can't get ESPN or Disney or ABC. So I did not see the five. I only I saw it. I did not see the Yankees and Astros, but I know the Yankees swept the Strohs. Yeah, I listen. I only saw it because I went to the uh, I went to the bar that night because I wanted to watch the tennis match. I'm I'm in the same boat you are, and they're not going to settle this either. There's not gonna, we're not going to get the Jets game here. And because because Spectrum is is going is going dug in, and they said we're we're willing to drop all the Disney channels. It's crazy. Let me tell you what's going to happen here. People are going to start to get tired of it. Kind of you know, kind of come up with their own concoctions, be their on entrepreneur and everything. And people are going to start dropping these things. It was like the MLB Network, uh, you know, trying to give me the the Tampa Bay Rays and the Minnesota Twins and all these things. Damn it! Just give me my Pittsburgh Pirates. I don't need all this other crap. I can be happy. <laughs> Watching my pirates, I pay three ninety nine a month. I get the pirate audio. I'm happy as hell. This is what's going to happen with these clowns. Get rid of these cables clowns. dying. Cables are dying entity anyway. Yeah, get rid of these clowns. And 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 that's the thing. Nobody cares. Disney had the Mighty Ducks. They couldn't even do nothing with them. Stick with your plan of doing Peter Pan movies and all your other crap, and stay out of sports. Disney. The only reason the only reason I get cable still is because of sports, and I pay two hundred and fifty dollars a month for this yeah. damn thing. And now I can't even watch the U.S. Open, which I love the U.S. Open. I can't watch the Jets game possibly on Sunday. I I'm gonna be in jail. The Jets game is gonna be on in jail. Not hey, gonna be on in my fast, house, baby. The, I I got a few years ago. I got the interview with him. He was the best tennis player I ever saw. Unfortunately, he fell in a decade with uh, Sampras and all them guys. Give me Andy Roddick, baby. Oh, Andy Roddick, he's the last American to win a tennis. Yeah. So first of all, first of all, the, the, you must not watch much tennis if you say he's the best tennis we've ever seen. He was a good American tennis player, but he is not nowhere near oh, anybody. Of, well, you know what? That's I like, love Andy Roddick. Yeah, they, that's like everybody telling me about Muhammad Ali. That's like everybody going to Starbucks. My favorite boxer of all time, Kenny Norton, he broke Ali's jaw. I'm sticking with him. I'm sticking with Vinny Pazienza. That's the guys I run with. I'm not running with everybody else's picks here. Mark's going down you, with the ship. I will tell you that. I don't like the guys that dance, man. I like the guys that fight. Give me Roberto Duran. The hell with Sugar Ray Leonard. 
but I'm telling you right now, what the hell happened with the foul ball, baby? Because I need to get that off my bucket list. So the yeah, I, I, listen. I I thought of you. The guy, first of all, he didn't. He didn't. It was his first baseball game ever. He was there with his kid. They 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 thought they were throwing him out. He's like, I want to create moments for my kid. He had no idea what he was talking about. He called them the air. He goes, I love the asteroids. Oh my god. He, uh, he was he was all over the place. But it was it was great. He became a national hero for like three days for the, because of this. And I was like, Mark. I was like, Mark. There's Mark. Catch that. I, I want to see you do that when you catch your foul ball. I'm definitely catching it, man. I'm gonna be the first 61, 62 year old. Next year, if I get it, they really get it. They're going to make a story about me, man. Old man can move, man, at 62. <laughs> America's going to hate you when you don't give it to the kids. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so listen, now tonight, finally, finally, we get some real football. I don't watch preseason. I can't get into the preseason. I just, it's, it's a terrible product tonight. It's for real. It's the Chiefs. It's the Lions. A lot of people are on the Lions for tonight because they, they, because they were a little bit better. It's kind of like you with the Pirates, like, okay, we're on 10 games under 500, you know? I don't think the Lions have the firepower to stay with the Chiefs. The Chiefs have a better coach. They have an all-time quarterback. They are the defending champions. They are probably favorites to win this championship. They are at home. Arrowhead's a very tough place to play. What do you think about tonight's game? Well, first of all, the, I, on the XM last week, they were talking about Patrick Mahomes maybe being the best quarterback ever. I go, oh, Pull the skids back on that. I saw Terry Bradshaw win four Super Bowls. And then a guy came along, and his name was Tom Brady and won seven. There's no way uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to catch Brady. And let me tell you something about the Chiefs. I'm not a big Chiefs fan by any means, but they've ducked it the last couple of years by waltzing through their division and then not playing the Bills once or the Bengals. They, they, and they took on a Jaguar team that was feeling their oats after beating the uh, Chargers here. So, you know, this is the end of the Chiefs' run. It's going to be interesting. that The AFC is a slugfest. It's the SEC. And let me tell you about the Lions. I'm not interested in the Lions. That whole division sucks, except Minnesota, because they have Kirk Cousins, and I'm high on that. And why are you force-feeding me this week, uh, Green Bay and Chicago? Somebody in the NFL offices that runs the cameras either gives me Green Bay and Chicago on a Monday night, a Thursday night, or during the Sunday and I'm tired of it. Usually, it's a good it's a good rivalry. Usually, because for the past thirty years, the the Packers have had an all time Hall of Fame quarterback. I think now they everybody wants to see how Love is going to be, how they're going to be. I don't think I don't think it's a good game. Neither the Packers I, or the Bears you know, are good teams you know this year. Me, baby, I stay consistent and I don't waver away from anything I do on shows. Green Bay will have the worst record in the league. I, I mean, listen, they're not they're not a good team. And love is and, and it's OK for the Packers not to be good. Listen, they went from Brett Favre, who's an all time great to Aaron Rodgers, who's an all time great. They, they you know, yeah, now it's OK to have a bit like the Yankees. Back, now we're getting back you know, it's OK to have an under 500 season. Yeah. Now we're going to get back into the Lynn Dickey days. Yeah. Hey, listen, they they do for a couple of bad seasons. It's very hard to be like you're like your Steelers. You know, you get you get spoiled with that when you have one coach or two coaches forever, and you get well, you got we, great quarterbacks. You know we, we, well, we do get spoiled in two sports in, in Pittsburgh, and we can set the bar with those, with football and hockey. Yeah. Now, speaking of Pittsburgh, your Steelers, um, they got the Niners. They're at home. They got the Niners. The Niners, um, Bosa just signed today. A hundred and so he's the highest paid defensive player of all time. He signed a, a five year extension, $170 million. He's questionable to play on Sunday against the Steelers. The Steelers are, you know, Tomlin's a, a better coach. Tomlin's a great coach. 
The Niners, no, it, no one kind of knows what to think of the Niners. What do you got in that game? I know you got well, the Steelers. But all, why do you got not, the Steelers? First of all, he's not better than T.J. Watt. I'm going to tell you that right now. No, I'm he's taking. I'm taking T.J. Watt any day of the week over Bosa. Bosa's good, but I'm taking T.J. Watt. Second of all, the Niners are a train wreck, and you got to go back a few years when they could have got Kyle Pitts, and they drafted Trey Lance and moved up in that thing, and that's been a, a, a demoralizing thing going down. Now they get rid of Garoppolo, so now we got Purdy, we got Darnold there, we've got Lance. This is another division. It's a joke between the 49ers, the Rams, and the Cardinals. This is the Seattle Seahawks division to win, and I can't believe people are telling me that the Steelers are an underdog in this. There's no underdog in this. The Steelers are going to railroad these guys and send these guys packing. Now, I will give you this. Usually when the West Coast team comes into Pittsburgh early on in the year, they kind of pull, try to pull the upset. The Raiders did that a few years ago. Seattle's played them tough there coming in early. But the 49ers just don't have it. And let me tell you, if these te- West Coast teams were coming into Pittsburgh in late December, they would really be railroaded because they can't play in the snow. Go ask the Miami Dolphins, who I think are 0-30 in uh, temperature, uh, 30 degrees or colder. Well, that, that, I mean, listen, the, with the steel, it's, it's weird to say. I just, just right before I, I came on with you, I looked at the spread and I was like, Steelers are a home dog. Yeah. They, they, you know, that's weird, especially against the 49ers. I don't think, I think people think, I think Vegas thinks that the, that the Steelers can't block them. And I think that they're going to, they're going to get to the quarterback, uh, that the Niners are going to get to the quarterback. They're going to disrupt the offense and then it's going to be a low scoring game. Let, so let me, let me, let me tell you something. Show me another team. And the AFC and the NFC that has more depth than the Pittsburgh Steelers at every position, pretty much. Hard to find uh, that. I, that defense is loaded. Yeah, the Steelers are good. I mean, the Steelers are they're, they're going to be okay. They're going to be better than last year. They're going to, you know, they last year was a down year for the Steelers, right? You know, you didn't make the playoffs. Well, they came, they came in, they rolled hot at the end of the year. They went seven and two, I, I think, without Watt there, and they went over the, uh, you know, they salvaged uh, Tomlin. You know, 500 or better. So keep your eyes. That division that is going to be tough. It's, it's going to be a dogfight. But I think Pittsburgh's going to have something to say in the AFC when it's all said and done. And I noticed you wearing with that New York Giant thing. I love you dearly. But you know when those skins come calling, baby. Watch out, baby. That, <laughs> that division, the man, has not been won. The Eagles better watch out. And I'm going on a Philly show here quick. But The Eagles are the class eyes, of the baby. division, though. I hate, it kills me to say it, but the Eagles are the class of the division. They're, they're the better team. They blew out the Giants last year, and it was okay. Now, with the Giants, Daniel Jones, he got his big money. He got the, uh, the GM now. who's he, This is it for him. He made his moves. He signed his quarterback. He's got uh, um, the running back back for an, at least another year. We'll see what they can do. The Giants' offense needs to get into the end zone. They need sevens, not threes. You need uh, Daniel Jones needs to score yep. more. Let, He's, let me – let he was good last year. He stopped. He, you, know, you know, he stopped his mistakes. Now he's got to. Now he's got to build on it. He's got to be a better you know quarterback. You read about one thing when you said the preseason doesn't mean anything, but the preseason can prepare you for the regular season. Working the Kings, both the Skins and Steelers, three and zero in the preseason this year. No, that's it. That means absolutely, absolutely well, it nothing. Does, but but I'd rather. That's like the, that's like the Ravens thirty game preseason win streak that they had that yeah, they broke. That people yeah. were making a big deal out of that. Yeah. 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 And my listen, Mike Tomlin's a good coach. That's why you're good. 
is because Mike Tomlin is going to – you will never be unprepared coming into a game, the Steelers. The Steelers will never be unprepared coming into a game. They will always give you good effort. Mike Tomlin is a lunatic, and, you know, he's a lunatic yeah, in these press conferences. My, but, on, hey, but he's a great coach. Yeah, look, look at my Pirates, man. We're only 10 games under 500. We're not out of anything yet. We're, I think, six and a half out of the wild card. I know you're going to your forehead there. I know you're because it's your head. <laughs> hey, we're we're playing on house money. We're the second uh, uh, small market team here. No, no, you're be, not playing to, on house money. You busted two months ago. There's no house money. Listen, the Mets busted two months ago too. Hey, you, I'll wager a steak dinner that we have a better record than you next year. We have two two of the top number one picks in the last three years in Pittsburgh, and Skeens will be in that rotation next year. Watch out, man! I'm telling you. The Pirates are going to do some damage next year. Now, what do you think? Now, I read that. that I mean, that's that's okay. You can be be about next year because I'm done the same way. The Yankees now they brought the kids up and and they they've gone on a, a win streak here. I actually read an article. I had to read the article after the headline. It was like Yankees making push for playoffs bid oh, with the kids. On. So I started reading the article and and I was like, wait a minute, are they really in the in this? Am I missing something? They're still seven and a half out. They've been playing good. You know, they got an influx of kind of, you know, adrenaline from these kids coming up. But they're seven and a half out. These kids are going to eventually hit, hit a wall here in September. They're going to slump a little bit. They're beating you teams know, like the Tigers and stuff. Forget, the, forget it. I, I'm, it's I'm absurd that enough, that article was even. I'm blessed enough to do a show with Kip Gross, former Major League Baseball uh, pitcher, 12 years in the league. He's got to come on your show. Uh, but I will tell you this. We were talking about rookies. And let me. And some clown told me that Aaron Judge was a better, a better rookie than uh, Mark McGuire. I'm taking Mark McGuire any day of the week over Aaron Judge for the simple fact. Okay, I'll give you a Judge that broke the McGuire's rookie record, but there's no way Judge can stay in a lineup as long as McGuire did. And McGuire did it in St. Louis, and he did it in Oakland. So I'm not sold on these guys. You got to get rid of John Carlos Stanton. Now we're going to show the Yankee fans and the Yankees what we're made of next week in Pittsburgh when the Yankees come in there for the weekend. Hey, listen, everybody's doing better than the Angels. The Angels, they, they went for it at There's the trade deadline. Train wreck. They went for it at the trade deadline, acquired, sold off all their prospects, and then three weeks later released everybody that they picked up. And now they're terrible again with yeah. no with and no farm system. You know what? Otani looks like Matt Barkley. He should have took his money a long time ago and signed on big time. You know, Otani's good, but he's not Ichiro. I would take Ichiro over Otani. I had a guy on the other day, actually, a guy who wrote a uh, big-time sports writer, Tim Brown, uh, MLB writer, long-time yeah, Yahoo yeah, Sports. That. He said he said Otani's the, the best baseball player in history. I don't know. You know, rookie season, Ichiro had 242 hits, man. He had a good average, too. He was, you know, and he was very consistent. He had a, a hell of an arm. And you know what? We're not going to see uh, – Otani uh, pitch anytime soon. He's got a tired arm. Any of these guys that get partial tears, semi tears, let's say it's it. They're 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 pretty much done. Now I wanted to give you a chance because I know you love to. The Dodgers, big pitcher Urias, on the shelf. Uh, he's on the uh, the you know don't show up to work because you beat your wife uh, list. He got arrested felony uh, domestic assault. They get killed by the Braves this week. Who are clearly showing that they're the class of this of this uh, National League and of baseball? Give me your uh, why the why the Dodgers suck this week. Well, I'll tell you the one thing. How many teams are in baseball? Thirty. Yes. Okay. If there's thirty teams in baseball, and I live in the city where LA resides, 
I'm taking 29 other teams if I'm 20 years old to play for. So I don't mind playing in Minnesota and Kansas City before L.A. And the reason why is, you know, the old regime, the O'Malley's, rallied around and kind of looked after their players. We saw the late Steve Howe, seven drug abuse charges and everything. God rest his soul. <laughs> but I will tell you this. This new Dodger thing, man, is 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 something to behold. I saw the Trevor Bauer thing. They didn't stick with him. You have a family member that has some problems. You got to kind of bring them in. Julio Urias, 2019, had a problem. Now the Dodgers are trying to distance themselves. And just last week, a season ticket holder couple that supported the Dodgers in the Coliseum days uh, all the way till the lady got killed by a foul ball. And, uh, you know, the Dodgers had no comment on that. So the thing here is, I'm looking at this organization and I'm saying to myself, well, we got a couple problems here that I don't want to be associated with. And I'm pulling to John Elway when John Elway didn't want to go to where the Indianapolis Colts or the, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. John, yeah. Man, the, well, what about Eli, Man, Eli Manning? Eli Manning didn't want, wouldn't go to, you know what? Mark Mancini wants no part of the LA Dodgers, whether it's working for him or playing for him. So All right. I'm so if, uh, Dodgers, if he's on your draft board, Take him off. Mancini ain't yeah, playing yeah, for take you. Take Mancini off your draft board, whether it's working or whether it's uh, playing for you. If God turns me down here when I get up there. But I'm telling you this, that that's a it, it sets a bad precedent, Bob, because when I look at it, when you don't take care of guys and you don't see these problems and then all of a sudden the problem surfaces and then you distance from it, just like the lady got killed by the foul ball and you don't want you don't want to comment. So they went to ESPN. And they pushed in the Dodgers go, we don't give comments on this. You don't give comments on Trevor Bauer. You don't give comments on Julio Urias. To me, you're all about yourself. And it's to me, myself, and I with the Dodgers. And I don't want no part of you. And just a side note, coming from yeah, you- a man, Pittsburgh Pirates, 10 games on the 500. Mets fan, 11 games on the 500. Dodgers have a 10-game lead in the division. His name is Mark Bansini, XM Radio. We've been with us every week. I'm going to get his football picks. He's going to be in with me and Brett on the on the contest. We're going yeah, to decide baby. something crazy to do. Uh, Mark, thank you for coming. Love well, you, baby. As, as I finish this, it's not just rants, Bob. It's facts behind these rants. And, and, <laughs> uh, and the latest thing out with Dodger fan, you have not won a World Series playing a full season in almost four decades. 1988. Check the facts. There's facts behind that. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of jealousy in there with the mixed in with the facts. Mark Mancini, everybody, thank I you, Mark. I love you, brother. I'll see you next <laughs> week. Hold the fort. Keep the chair warm. Uh, three, two, one. How about that? How about that? Thank you, thank you, thank you, Mark Mancini. As always, love him. Love him coming on. Love arguing with Mark Mancini. <laughs> we we you know I give him a hard time about the Pirates. The Mets are terrible. You know, I, I, I'm rooting for him to catch that foul ball. And as far as the Steelers go and his hate for the Dodgers, listen, I, I, I feel it because I, I hate he, he hit. The Yankees are to me as the Dodgers are to Mark Mancini is the way it goes. So, Mark, we love you. I can't wait to get on that Philadelphia show with you because you need some New York flavor on any Philadelphia show. And I am the perfect person for it. So. As far as uh, Sunday goes, this week with the regular Locked Up Sports Show, Brett and I are going to be doing it Sunday morning, early Sunday morning. So we're going to have it out before the games. It's going to be somewhat of a pregame show. Uh, we're going to go over all the games. We're going to talk Giants, Jets. We're going to have some guests. 
We're going to preview all the games. We're going to make our picks for the day. We're going to try and do that every Sunday now, I believe, going forward. I believe what we're going to do is move the show to Sunday mornings as sort of a pregame show for the NFL season, and, and it's going to be good. And hopefully we do a couple live shows during the season. Listen, it's going to be a good time. Make sure you catch it. We will have it out before the pregame shows, the regular pregame shows, you know, your your network pregame shows. So we will have it out. We're going to do it early, early. We're going to get it all edited down, cut, and sent out to the world. Probably, hopefully, by 11 o'clock, the very latest on Sunday. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, listen, enjoy the game tonight, everybody. Enjoy the U.S. Open if you're watching that. We got the you know U.S. US women. Let's see if we can get a All-American Super Saturday women's final. And Chiefs, Lions, it all gets started tonight. The NFL, this one counts. Can't wait. Enjoy the games, everybody. I'm Bob Walters. I'll talk to you Sunday morning with Brett, everybody. See ya.